Hello everybody, my name's Darren, I write a blog, it's called A Demon's Voice, it's about movies and shit like that, you can find it at ademonsvoice.blogspot.co.uk, and I'm also on Twitter, of which you should definitely follow me, because why the fuck not? Hi you all, hope you had a good week, mine's been shit as usual, although, excitingly, I did check my spam folder in my emails this week, and I had a very interesting email, um, that I think might be genuine, it gets gross this, so I apologise in advance, but I'm gonna read it anyway. The title of the email was, My Tongue Will Bring You a Sea of Pleasure, which is more than most people's tongues bring me because most people talk shit. Uh, it then opens, my name is Catherine, which is a girl's name, so we're off to a good start. I want you to go cockboom all over my dirty face. Look, I am interested. If you have a dirty face and are a sexy girl called Catherine, then I am fully willing to cockboom it clean. My girlfriend also want you make warm liquid treat in her mouth. I don't know what that means, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I guess... If I get to spaff off over Catherine's face, then it's fine as long as I make her girlfriend a fucking cup of soup or something. We have sexy photos and want you for naughty threesome. All sounding legit so far. Click here and we can organise our rendezvous. Ugh. Well, nobody that uses a word as classy as the word rendezvous could be trying to scam me. It's, uh, it's about time that I had a bit of good luck actually with the girls as well because, and you can't tell from this podcast because obviously audio, but I am really fucking good looking. And I know that sounds arrogant, but if you could see me, you'd understand that, if anything, I'm actually being quite modest. And I have a theory as to why I have sort of limited success with ladies. And it goes back to ancient times, of course. You know the story about uh, when the Spanish first invaded South America, the ancient Mayans or Aztecs, whatever they were, they literally couldn't see the massive galleons that had just been, the Spanish just rocked up in. And apparently that was because the Mayans, Raztecs, whatever, were only using small canoes, and these massive ships were so technologically advanced by comparison that their brains literally chose to ignore them because they were so mind-blowing to just acknowledge. And that is why I think that girls don't talk to me, because they are so shocked by how attractive that I, I am that they have to pretend I don't exist to avoid getting actual brain damage. That's the theory, anyway. Although... It probably doesn't help that when I do encounter a girl, I say awkward things, like today when I went to Greg's the Baker's, there was a good-looking girl at the counter, and I wanted a star-shaped biscuit thing, but I wasn't sure what it was called. Here's a little tip for you. When you meet a girl that you quite like, don't let your opening line be, how much is your chocolate starfish then? Because it doesn't go down very well. Uh, anyway, so I went to the cinema also this week, and I saw a film called The Hunt, which was not very good. I wrote about it, and I shall read that to you now. I mostly talk shit about A.A. Gill, who's an author, or columnist, or whatever, who is thankfully dead now. Anyway, enjoy. Cheers! Author and columnist A.A. Gill once claimed that he'd shot a baboon to death because he wanted to know what it'd be like to kill an actual human being. That seems reasonable. We all try things out an animal before going all the way with a human, don't we? By that logic, I presume Gill also tried to fuck a baboon before losing his virginity to an actual human too. Perhaps if Gill had really wanted to kill a person, then instead of murdering an innocent baboon, he could have just put the gun in his own mouth and blown his own piece of shit brains all over the fucking wall instead. Blumhouse Productions' new movie The Hunt features a new riff on the 1924 Richard Connell story The Most Dangerous Game, in which a group of sociopaths decide to kidnap and hunt down a gang of what they consider to be society's deplorables. Except, thanks to a super clever twist, it would actually be Gill on the run here, as this new film features a group of liberal elites deciding to hunt down a group of right-wing shitheads instead. How subversive is that? My god. The left-wing lunatics are the one going after the pro-gun right. That's such a special idea. 
I can only presume the writers of the hunt typed this script by slapping their big old dicks down onto the keyboard after spaffing off over their own unprecedented level of genius. Although, perhaps I'm wrong in suggesting that Gil would be the one being hunted in this movie, as in actual fact, the sides seem to be dictated by wealth as much as political leanings. The tooled-up left-wingers all seem pretty rich, whereas the right-wingers being hunted appear to be a lot less privileged. So, is that the real point? That wealth or class dictate how much we can get away with in society? What an astute observation. There was a woman in the UK who once sent the entire country into a collective frenzy after a CCTV camera caught her putting a cat into a fucking bin. If only that woman had been a member of the super rich, then she could have just done a gill and written an article about how she'd been motivated by a lifelong desire to put a human in a bin. Who wouldn't relate to that? I've always wanted to watch a human do a shit into a small tray in the corner of my kitchen, and so of course I'm going to start by making a cat do it first. I reckon that mad bitch would have been proper fucking livid after having had the entire population come after her for putting a cat in a bin, only to read in the paper, They die hard, baboons, but not this one. A soft-nosed 357 blew his lungs out. If that's how you say the gun's name, I don't know. But that can't be the hunt's actual point, can it? that society is more lenient to those with an economic advantage. Because, if a sixth former wrote something as smug as this movie, and that was their only point, then I doubt they'd be surprised to find their essay thrown into the fucking bin like a fucking cat. Apparently, The Hunt is meant to be a comedy, but its jokes predominantly derive from a seemingly unironic portrayal of its characters as stereotypes. In fact, you could turn it into a drinking game. Drink once every time you hear the word redneck, and twice every time you hear the word deplorable. The film is actually relatively short, but I guarantee that if you can't hold your liquor, then you'll be spewing up the fucking walls before half-time. It's two drinks for the word deplorable, because that's when the hunt is subtly invoking a phrase once used by Hillary Clinton, and I'd like you to be as intoxicated from your alcohol as the filmmakers are from their own feelings of self-satisfaction. If you want to see an interesting horror comedy that deals with the stereotype of rednecks, then I'd recommend Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, which swaps this film's intolerable sense of conceitedness for one of warmth, wit, and actual imaginative horror. Although, in reality, there are hundreds of better films that deal with a kind of similar setup to this, from Battle Royale to Blumhouse's own The Purge. The Hunt, though, is 90 minutes of liberals being uppity fucking psychopaths, and rednecks being broadly unlikable fucking morons. So you get a lot of wisecracks that use terms such as snowflake, climate change, and second amendment, as though just hearing those words will be enough to make you laugh. It's as though the filmmakers are hoping that you've heard better jokes to feature those concepts so frequently now, that you're basically just conditioned into laughing at them like a dog that dribbles whenever it hears the ringing of a fucking bell. I think that the real message of the movie is that no matter which side of the political spectrum you're on, that people are either extreme or as mad as each other which is true, obviously. It doesn't take an advanced course in human psychology to know that most people are dickheads. Apparently the first little bit of us that forms in the womb is our arsehole, and I'd argue that most people tend not to evolve much further than that. As much as I dislike Gil with his casual adventures into baboon aside, I can't say that I think much of somebody like Timothy Treadwell either. Treadwell was the focus of genius director Werner Herzog's 2005 documentary Grizzly Man after having been eaten by a wild bear that he believed to be his friend. Gill was a head case, Catbin Lady was a head case, and Treadwell was a fucking head case. I appreciate that as a horror comedy the hunt is at least attempting to have a little bit of subtext, 
But did it have to feel so pleased with itself when only making these basic fucking points? I was once in the reception of my local college when somebody began to bang a gong really loudly. The room fell silent as we all looked to where the noise was coming from. Ten student chefs suddenly emerged with a large plate that was covered by a huge silver lid and being pushed on a huge trolley. The chefs stopped in a big line and announced that we were now free to help ourselves to samples of their food. What delicious food might they have made, we all thought whilst licking our lips. A gong rang again and the silver lid was lifted, only to reveal nothing more exciting than a plate of fucking apples. The filmmakers are the chefs, the film's subtext of the apples, and once again with this movie I find myself thinking, I'll fuck off. Interestingly, this film was initially postponed after it was thought that its release might seem in bad taste after a series of mass shootings in America. It then came under fire from Donald Trump, who opened his odious shit flap of a mouth to claim that the film had been made to inflame and cause chaos. As opposed to guns, of course, which are made to spread love and cause togetherness. Nothing says be my friend like being shot by your deranged colleague on your way to fucking work. Although, if the film has one final self-evident and cliched message, it's that we shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Ah. If there's any reason to see the hunt, it's for the performance of its central character played by Betty Gilpin as a cross between Kill Bill's The Bride and Pirates of the Caribbean's Jack Sparrow. I won't spoil too much, except to say that she might be more than just the slack-jawed yokel that she appears to be, and that the way people underestimate her could lead to their downfall. Kind of like how this film wasn't quite the combative slice of controversial satire that perhaps we'd all been led to believe that it might be, from its initial delay and the edginess of its marketing. The hunt might have wanted to hit a more ambitious target, but in the end it was no more impressive than seeing A.A. Gill gain an erection after blasting off the face of a stupid fucking monkey. Thanks for listening, motherfuckers, and as ever, I don't know how you're listening to this, and by this I mean me, and I couldn't give a shit, to be honest, but if there's an option to give me five stars, then please do, because it helps other people to find me, and ultimately, you know, we all want our, our life validated, and strangers listening to me yammer shit is my way of doing that. So, five stars and a nice review, please. Thank you, goodbye.